0: Welcome to the dead three coaching podcast. We are on episode 22. I appreciate all the support. It has been a week or so that we've put an episode out, uh, was on a business trip out to California and wasn't able to record one last week as I was out of pocket. So, I uh, appreciate those uh, that have been listening and I apologize for not getting something out sooner to you all. Um, but actually in the week and a half or so that we have not had a podcast, I've received a number of comments and, um, people reaching out to me on LinkedIn and some email messages and ran into some people locally uh, that have been listening to the podcast. And all, I, I bring all that up just really to say thank you. And when I look at the analytics and actually see uh, how the podcast is growing and the engagement that we have, it's, uh, it's, it's super exciting about what we're doing. And the last episode I really enjoyed. If you haven't listened to the One Warrior podcast, I'd encourage you to go listen to it. It's not necessarily because it's my podcast or anything like that. It's just that story was really impactful for me really impactful for uh, the the teams I work with professionally and off hours athletically so that episode episode 21 has been one of my favorite episodes that I've been able to create and again not because it's a George thing or anything like that but it's just a, a really good message and it's good message for young athletes it's a good message for professionals uh, and I, I I stole it essentially I forget the podcast that I heard that message from. But really enjoyed it. So as we kind of get into this, trying to keep these to maybe about twenty minutes today. I say that every time we start a podcast, and it always typically gets a little bit longer as um, thoughts start going. Start thoughts start going through my mind a little bit. Um, but you know, one. Uh, however, you're consuming this. If you're on Spotify, which my analytics seem to say that's where people are consuming this, just do me a favor and click that follow button. You'll get a notification when I drop a new episode. LinkedIn and instagram other social media platforms where you are seeing this consuming this just please like it comment share on it it really does help me out in terms of how these things are organized and the uh, the the means of and what social media means to things like this so i really appreciate that support uh if you can lend that to me it's appreciated so thank you um i want to get into this you know it's uh something kind of hit me but it's it's always you know, I'm always aware of what's uh, the leadership lessons and the language and um, examples and stories as they happen in my life. And I probably have said that in most of the podcasts that I've done um, and, and probably the thing right now that is top of mind for me uh, is this word of confidence and of building confidence in yourself, in your teams, in your kids, in, at you as a leader Uh, your friends, all that sort of stuff, right? Um, The one phrase that immediately enters my mind is, you know, what does it cost you? And we say this to our kids, but it's a professional lesson lesson as well. What does it cost you to be nice and encouraging? What does it cost you to be nice, kind, and encouraging? Like, and when I ask my children that, who are, you know, uh, 12, 13, and 14 years old, you know, the answer is exactly what you'd expect. It costs us nothing to do those things, right? And it's the same thing professionally, right? Um, I know there's, as you get older, there's ego, there's position, there's title, there's responsibility, there's pay, there's all this sort of stuff. Ego being the most prevalent that will stop you from being kind, being encouraging, being supportive, being understanding, be somebody to listen to, being somebody to offer counsel and advice and guidance to. Like it, it muddies it quite a bit when you kind of get into the, uh, the professional world, but it is the same thing. What's it cost you? It costs you that somebody else may get acknowledgement and recognition that you, that, that may be placed on you. It costs nothing. Right. And and what does that have to do? But it's a, a confidence thing of building people up and all that. So I'm going to give these, as I always say, It give these sport analogies and, um, And I'm going to give two just sport analogies to some young athletes that I'm working with, right? We have one young athlete who has always been really good. He's really pretty much good at everything. I'm going to make these quicker stories because they're longer stories, but I'm going to make it real quick. This past weekend, we played a lot of basketball games, a lot, probably more than we typically do. One of our athletes um, is just an amazing kid, absolutely amazing young athlete, young kid, like just going to have an amazing life that is carved out for him, right? But he's grinded and grinded and always been really good and always above much further above average, right? Um, But went to a absolutely different level this weekend, absolutely different, like so much so in one game on a Saturday, he scored 46 points, which is crazy for a young athlete in a running clock game. Um, And then followed that up with a game on Sunday with 36 points. So like just crazy numbers. Right. Um, And how does that happen? How do we do that? And here's the lesson that that's a quick background, right? On just a young athlete doing things and building confidence. But the example is this, just keep grinding, keep getting reps, keep being positive, keep learning, keep taking feedback, keep being coachable keep being around people that love care for you and are being kind to you. Right. And keep that and keep it and keep your head up. Right. There's a great story. I I guess it's a quick story uh, that I saw a few weeks ago, Kevin Durant, who's a basketball player in the NBA. It may be. And at one point I said, man, He's a top five player and one and my favorite player in the league. And he probably still is my favorite player in the league. And he got traded to the Phoenix Suns. And he's playing his first or second or third games for the Phoenix Suns. And he had some bad things happen. Had some bad things happen in the course of the game, which always happens. And his coach, Monty Williams, who I really like and respect and admire uh, on, on a coaching, on a leadership perspective and a, a culture and a process uh, type coach, Right, looked at him and they were both Mike. One of them was mic'd up. And as he was mic'd up, he's shaking his head and he's hanging his head and he puts his hands on his knees and he kind of, and Monty's kind of smiling and he looks at him and he says, Hey, greatness doesn't hang its head. Greatness doesn't hang its head. Being a lead or whatever, like I believe the exact phrase was, Greatness doesn't hang. Superstars don't hang their head. Something along those lines. And so you just don't hang your head. You don't let it. Bad things are going to happen. You keep your head up. You know, you're great. You know, you're grinding. You know, you're working. You know, you're ready for your opportunities. You know that you've paid and suffered more than anybody else. And that will build your confidence because those are the reps that you are going to need. So I, I guess it's two points. One, how do you build that confidence in yourself of things that you do well and want to continue to do well and the things that move the needle for you that you're not great at right now. How can you be be lacking in confidence on April 17th, but have crazy amount of confidence and swag and being flexing on certain things of your life on October 17th, right? I'd say this confidence and this is an Ed Milet thing. Confidence is built around the promises that you keep to yourself. And I saw that somewhere else this weekend. The promises you keep to yourself, that's how you build your confidence. Hey, I'm going to get up tomorrow. I'm going to run two or three miles. I'm going to do it the next day. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to exercise here. I'm going to say this at work. I'm going to have this workshop organized this way. I'm going to do this with my team. I'm going to release this software. I'm going to, here's the process. Like, we're going to do all that. And then over time, you continue to keep those promises to yourself. And then you start, then that's what builds the confidence. Like, hey, we do this. This is what we do. So that's one thing, just the confidence that you have in yourself, but also think about it this way: This young athlete, how does he feel Monday morning? What happened on Saturday? Did that have anything to do with how he performed, played, executed, delivered on Sunday? Absolutely. He rolled out of that gym. He was with his grandma. he was talking to his grandma, he was grinning, he was smiling. he was super humble. I think i shot the ball too much i didn't let my teammates get the shot like super humble with it super humble with it with his success with his moment with his uh victory with his all that super humble would you be that humble and it's a sport lesson it's a business lesson it's a leadership lesson it's a personal development lesson or would you just be flexing like man, coach finally let me shoot the ball. Like, man, I knew I could do that. I could have done that three years ago. Right? Or, man, I I think I shot it too much. I hope my teammates were okay with that. I hope we didn't run the score up too much on the other team. I hope they didn't feel bad. Like, that's the story. That's the humbleness of, of, of being great. Right? And so he gets into the car, and he's super excited, talks to his grandma, His dad happened to be out of town. He calls his dad immediately, and and they just share that moment together, right? So it's it's that excitement to it of feeling good. Now, how does that position – that's how you feel when something great goes your way and you've been grinding for so long. Now, keep in mind, this young athlete has been playing basketball since he's been a second grader. So like seven years old, he's been playing, and this is as – and he's always been really good, but this is as like in terms of numbers that he's put up. So that's a, like a six-year process of grinding and of grinding and of grinding and of fine-tuning and 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 taking coaching and getting your tails kicked, all that sort of stuff to get to that moment. But now he positions that into a Sunday. When he rolls into the gym, how's he feeling? He's feeling elite. He's feeling like he belongs. feels like he's going to do it again. He feels like he has a coaching staff and players and teammates and families around him that are supporting him. And I'm like, no joke, he rolls out and almost does the same thing. How's he feel today? How's he going to feel next weekend when we play? So now, yes, youth sports analogy, you got to position that to now you. And the, the, position that to you and your confidence. How can you skill stack and how can you stack events on top to continue to build that confidence. So you're like, man, I crushed it today. I'm gonna crush it again tomorrow. I feel so good, got such great feedback, great acknowledgement, phone calls, talking to grandma, talking to my wife or husband, talking to my coach, talking to my teammates, talking to my executives and getting that type of what does it cost to be nice to build that confidence in other people so that when they show up the next day, are they gonna be challenged? Yes. Is this particular player going to have games where he goes 0 for 8 from 3 instead of hitting 14, 10 to 14 threes? Absolutely. Absolutely he is. So you just grind, you feel good about it, and you put in the time, but you've got to have the confidence. If the confidence is the promises you keep to yourself, but it's also this idea of I can do this. My standards are now higher. Instead of me doing – this. Now I expect this. I'm so good at this. I expect this now that the way I was six months ago, I will not go back. That is not who I am. That is not how I perform. That is not what my results are. My results now are on a whole different level because I know I can do it. My kids, and I know this seems very centered around, a weekend of basketball, but you gotta be aware of what's going on and how you can position that for your teams professionally. My kids play with this kid. So like we're all tight. My youngest gets in the car and says, his mindset was, is just different. And really saying, hey, his mindset is different than mine. And we talked about it. Tell me about, tell me about his mindset. Tell me about your mindset. Tell me what you need to change. Like that like that's not youth basketball talk. That's us. What's what's your mindset? You see people on your team crushing it, grinding it, putting out crazy results, getting acknowledgement, recognition, more responsibility, more promotion, whatever you want to say. I'm not too into that stuff. And you're sitting around saying, "Maybe they're we have the same amount of minutes." same amount of hours, hopefully similar and not always the same, but so this this isn't exactly true, but the same opportunities. And that person's just different. Why? Mindset, standards, habits, routines, rituals, results, based on confidence to execute, based on the enjoyment of executing it. I can be confident in a lot of things that I hate, that I'm just good at, but do I have the confidence in the things I love that get the results I want, that move the needle for me on my goals, dreams, and ambitions? Absolutely. So you got to build that confidence in yourself, much like what this young athlete is doing to be able to sit there and say, no matter what you're doing, the phrase that I've used in kind of coaching and working with uh, teams, even elite teams is the phrase of, are we capable of more? Are we capable of better? And the answer, like if you say no, like, man, this is as good as it gets, like this is it, then you're complacent. You're not really giving yourself. You're not self-aware. You're not team aware. You're not company aware. You're not uh, outwardly aware of what's going on. There's always improvement, even for the 96 Chicago Bulls that won 72 games. What aren't we doing well? How can we get better? And to continue to raise that standard and have that confidence in yourself, right? So that's, that's one thing. So that's the confidence you got to have. Do you get the joy out of building that confidence in other people, the people on your team? Do you, and I'm sure I'm sure you don't. You may use a phrase similar to this. But do you use a phrase, and I use this phrase a lot, do you use the phrase of you couldn't do that six months ago? You wanted to, you practiced it. You were you, like, you couldn't close a sale like that six months ago. You couldn't prospect like that a year ago. You couldn't go public speak like that a year ago. You couldn't hold court at a conference a year ago. You couldn't do X a year ago. And now you're the best at it. You're the king of it. You're my go-to person for that. You are significantly improved in that are you the type of leader that can raise the standards of your team acknowledge their successes and have them feel good about themselves to build the confidence in your team that they can will should must do be great and deliver and acknowledge and recognize it can you be that person to build can everybody that rolls through your doors have off-the-charts confidence in what is being asked of them that fulfills their goals, dreams, and ambitions? And can you then also position that to say, you in six months is going to laugh at where you're at now. This young athlete that I'm working with killed it this weekend. And it will be hard to replicate. But not his contribution, not his improvement, not the feeling he had. So we're sitting around saying, hey, the six months from you is going to look back at this and say, well, I do that all the time. Maybe not with those exact numbers, because that would be hard to do. Competition will go up. People won't let him get shot, et cetera. But just he'll be in a different spot. Like this isn't the pinnacle for this kid. It's the same way, hey, man, I just sold a $2 million house, and I've only been selling $250,000 houses. And now all of a sudden I'm doing this. Well, maybe you're not selling $2 million houses six, eight, 12 months from now, but maybe instead of a $250,000 house that you're selling, you're now selling a million and a half dollar, a million dollar house consistently on point every month. And those listings come to you, right? Just because your standards are higher, you know, you can do it. You know what to expect. Your teammates, I'll tell you, the other lesson this weekend is your teammates expect my, my oldest plays a lot of ball, plays a lot of ball, and he cares a lot about winning now, which is great. I don't apologize for that at all. I think we should teach young athletes, men and women, what it takes, the investment it takes to win and to be your best to give a winning effort. We're not going to win all the time, but we can give a winning effort all the time. My son cares about winning and he looks around and he was like, dad, I'm going to do what I can to win and count on my teammates to do certain things. Cause I want to win. I know who I can count on for this. I know who I can't count on for this. That's fine. And now he said, like he could always count on this one kid, but now it's a whole different level. Like, like, like like so you change the perception of what you can be counted on within your team like man i you know we're really bad at closing the sale on these cars but you know who's crushing it right now let's go bring in john or sally over here cuz they're like they're killing it and we need these sales We need this software out the door. We need this car sold. We need this client. We need to go to New York City and go meet with so-and-so. And now we've got to bring that person because we can count on them to perform a task. And they're confident with it. It's in their wheelhouse. They're the best at it. They've been grinding on it. And they've been crushing it over the last six to eight months. What does it cost to be nice and to be encouraging? Your ego. Your recognition. Your acknowledgement. You're going to get, put the shine on someone else. You're going to put the spotlight on someone else. Are you going to sit there and say, it's okay. I'm building, I'm in, I'm in the business of building people. I'm in the business of building my team. I'm in the business of making this the best job anybody's ever had. That's a phrase that I was in a workshop all last week in California. That's why the podcast didn't go out last week, right? You say, that's an excuse. Uh, microphones pack, right? But I didn't get one out. And and the phrase that I said to a couple people is, not that we don't do this. It was just top of mind phrase. Again, it's just, I'm always kind of looking around, talking to people, reading things, pod, all this sort of stuff, right? I wonder what type of company and what type of leadership we could have. And I was talking about me, where we could sit there and say, my, I wake up every day going, what do I need to do today? To have everybody feel like they've got the best job in the world, or the best job they've ever had, I don't know how. I don't know what the numbers would be on the amount of jobs people have. There's a fair amount of turnover in the software world. People kind of move around job to job every three or so years. Not always, not always. Um, but let's say you've got seven to ten, five to ten professional jobs in your. I have no idea what that number would be. And sit there and say, that job right there at VMware, at Lifetime, at Electa, at wherever. That is the single greatest job that I have ever had in my life. Why? Why? Tell me 10 reasons why that's the best job you've ever had. Somewhere in the top three is, man, I worked for the best person ever. We had great leadership. I had great confidence in what I was doing. I was acknowledged, recognized, I was providing value, I was contributing to a team, it was being acknowledged, I was growing, there was great purpose in the product that we were delivering. And that person, fill in the blank, that person created an atmosphere and environment where it was the single greatest job I ever had. Now you might leave the greatest job you've ever had, right? There's a a company here in town, like my, my brother works for a company and he leads teams. His best guy that he's probably ever had worked for him at two or three different spots. And at one point came to him and said, Hey, I've got to leave because I want this position. I want this responsibility. I want to go learn this. And I can't do that here because somebody else has that position and that person ain't leaving. Okay. So He left. Got that experience and was kind of miserable. I don't know if that's true. Uh, But uh, so much so that he called him and said, hey, I got to come back. So he came back. Like that's part of it. You could have the best job in the world with the best people and you still may leave. I get it, right? But what if you had that mindset as a leader? What if you woke up, had your cup of coffee, opened up your notebook, start reflecting on your day, started planning your day, started thinking about your team and literally sat there and said, In your notebook, write down, what do I need to do today to ensure that everybody under my care, however you would phrase it, feels like they've got the best job in the world? And how can I facilitate that? How can I build the confidence in, if you can build the confidence that people can deliver, raise their standards and keep them a little bit out of their comfort zone without frustration, without frustration. The two phrases I've heard this past week that I wrote down in my notebook were boredom versus frustration. Really bored in your job, really not impressed with challenges or frustrating on organizational and leadership. Like, whoa, how can you kind of eliminate that? How can you build confidence, eliminate frustration? Is there always gonna be a little bit of frustration, a little bit of conflict? Yes, but how can we build off the charts off the charts, confidence in our people that they, and also circle back to the single greatest job I've ever had, the single greatest job that I've ever had. So those are like things that I reflect on. The other thing was just like the other thing. And it's another sport analogy, that same athlete and my kid had their first taste of elite kind of competition, or it it was elite. It was really good competition, but it was also four to five years older in competition than them. So if they're 14, these are 17 and 18 year olds. There's a significant difference. Size, strength, speed, quickness, toughness, edge, skill, blah, 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 all that between those two age groups, significant difference. And both played and played well. Did they dominate? No. Did they score 46 and 36 points? No. Did they belong? yes so when those kids get in the car and i talk to them and i look them in the eyes and i know it's a challenge and i know and the phrase we're using is hardening you you are going to be hardened because you are great because you are elite and i'm going to throw things at you that are going to so get you out of your comfort zone that you are going to be hardened hardened so you can deliver when it's when when this happens in two years you're going to be prepared because you are great because you are loved because you are cared for because you have we're going to develop the skills because we're going to get you out of your comfort zone because you want to be elite because you love this because this is your passion we are going to give you every opportunity to be elite and it's going to take time and you are going to be hardened but when i got in the car with my kid and he looks at me and says dad i can do this i can do this and i said yes sir yes sir you can but it's going to be hard and you can't, and, and greatness doesn't hang its head. It's going to be hard and you are going to be hardened, but your head will be up. Your body language will be great. Your conversation will be positive and not negative. You will raise your standards. You will want it more. You will build your confidence. Be easy for his confidence to be low. Dad, those kids are so much bigger, faster, stronger, more skilled than me. And I can't even know Dad, I belong yes, sir. Yes, sir. You do. It's the same thing professionally. Hey, I want to do this. I want this job. I want this responsibility. I want to be able to deliver this. I want this outcome. Yep. You can do it. And it is so far away from you right now, but you can do it. We're going to harden you and we're going to challenge you. You are loved. You are cared for. You are thought highly of. We have great leadership. We're going to harden you so that in two years, when we need you to be elite, you've been hardened. And what does that look like? How can we do it now? Greatness doesn't hang its head. Greatness doesn't hang its head. Greatness keeps the vision and the focus on the outcomes, on what this looks like in two to four years, on how great we can be, what it's going to feel like, and the goals that we have, and you work your way backwards. This is all temporary. Nobody's dying if you lose this game. You're not getting beat up. You're not going to be ridiculed. We're not going to laugh at you. We're going to hug you. We're going to love you. We're going to say you're great and that you're being hardened. And that's a professional thing. Now, we're, we're struggling right now with this. You're not ready for this right now, but we're going to figure out how to throw you into the fire a little bit. You're loved. You're cared for. You're appreciated. Our standards are high. We believe in you. What does it cost to be nice? What does it cost to acknowledge somebody for their greatness that is two years away? That might be two years away. You all have it in you. I've got it in me. We do. Sometimes we need to be hardened. Sometimes being hardened by people that you don't trust value or aren't connected with can be rough. If they're pulling you down, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not resourceful enough. What does it cost to be nice? What does it cost to put your arm around somebody, take somebody to lunch, look them in the eyes and say, man, you are capable of greatness, man. I love what you are doing for this company. I love what you do for our team. I loved what you said last week. I loved what you delivered last week. I love that you are leading and mentoring and advising these younger uh, younger, uh, employees that we have. And two years from now, can you imagine what this is going to look like when we deliver this, when we do this? And uh, and how it's going to affect the company, how it's going to affect the team, how it's going to affect us, what the shine that is going to come down on you. I can't wait for it. it. Costs nothing to be nice and to have that language, nothing. And I encourage you all to do it. I encourage myself to continue to do it or get better at it. I guess. Um, it costs nothing to be nice and be encouraging. It costs nothing to hug a family member. It costs nothing. To be with a friend costs nothing, right? If you're sitting around and you want to shine, like, I mean, that sucks. I, and I don't know what to say to you, right? If you want to shine, right? So listen, that's, uh, I, I'm going to run from that. I appreciate all the support. I really do. So on LinkedIn, all the support acknowledgement that you all gave me on the last podcast. I've enjoyed this podcast as well. It's always fun to put these together. Um, I appreciate all those that are listening. Uh, my company is starting to listen a fair amount, which is awesome and humbling. And um, gr- I'm super grateful for it. Um, there's always less. It's a sport lesson, it's raising young athlete lesson, but it is always a, a lesson for all, right? The message is for everyone, um, but we're hoping for one to hear it, right? That's kind of what we say. Have a great rest of your week. Uh, and if you could like, share, or comment on this on any of the platforms that you consume it on, if you're listening to this on Spotify, please click that follow button. It means a lot. Have a great, Rest of your week. Thank you.